Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. Hi, babes. Hi. <laughs> so. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Strange times. We should date stamp this. It is Sunday, March 15th. Yep. Uh, CLC's birthday. Let's start with that. Oh. Happy birthday, CLC. Happy birthday, CLC. <laughs> we have decided we're going to do a podcast today and release it this week. Yep. As I said, we are recording it Sunday, March 15th. We don't fully know what's going to be going in the world when we release this on Wednesday. Yep. So we're just going to do our best and trucker on. Trucker yeah. on? I think it's just truck on, isn't truck it? Truck on. Trucker on like a trucker hat. Truck <laughs> like, on. Like a Von Dutch trucker hat. Oh, if only. <laughs> They're coming back, you know. I've seen a couple of people with them. That makes sense. <sighs> I'm not ready for Von Dutch's <laughs> resurgence. We're going to let you know what's been going on in our lives in LA and yep. what's going on here. Um, and we're going to do our usual where we discuss a British topic and an American topic. Our podcast is light and fun and, and dumb. silly. And light, fun and dumb. <laughs> um, and we're going to keep it that way today uh, because we feel that everyone might need that right now, including yeah. ourselves. No, completely. A, a welcome distraction is it's the your welcome distraction. Oh, America. Your welcome distraction, America. Okay. So that is what we're doing. And that is where we are. Like I said, Sunday, March 15th. Uh, I'm sure situations are going to change, but let's do this for now and yeah. let's go from there. What's your week been like? <laughs> um, I've had a strange week, but it's Have been... Have you? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been fine, really. Actually, it's not that bad. Um, I uh, was looking after our friend's dog this weekend, oh. um, so I've been in Los Feliz. I had a strange time at the supermarket trying to buy some food. Um, I'm not great at shopping uh, for food at the best of times, so mm. I did... I did leave the supermarket. There's a guy in front of me and he had, he was wearing like camo trousers and looked very practical. And he had a full shopping trolley translation cart full of very practical foods. I still couldn't quite get my head around what I was doing. And I left there with some, some good stuff, but also with, a, you know, like a bag of uh, almond M&Ms. And oh, need those. <laughs> a six pack of mini Diet Cokes. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> mini, mini Diet Cokes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was and then... And the friends whose apartment I was looking after had the audacity to have a uh, HelloFresh delivery on Saturday. So while the world is fighting for food at the supermarket, they've got a box full of food just for one meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from that, it's it, things are things are strange, but fine. I'm, you know, dealing with the anxiety and 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 worry in my own way. Which is uh, on Saturday night, I decided just to make myself happy, and I watched some old episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that's nice. And um, a classic uh, Real Housewives of New York episode. Do you remember Pop Up Video on VH1? Of course. Um, there was a weird like Bravo's version of Pop Up Video, which is a classic episode of Real Housewives of New York, but it had little notes from the producers in the corner of the uh, the screen. And at one point. Um, they're, they're having an argument on the beach about truffle fries, of course. And at one point, one of the little notes came up and it just said, Tinsley says eating fries by the pool is good because it soaks up the alcohol from the night before. Oh, and I was like, thanks, Tinsley. Great tip. Where do, I feel like I know the answer to this question. Where do you stand on a truffle fry? I cannot stand truffle me fries. neither. The, taste, the truffle taste. I don't like truffle taste. It me makes neither. me feel sick. It's too... Yeah. Um, like that rich. Umami, and... like, that, like, it gives me like a gag. A yeah. truffle flavor. Not a fan of a truffle fry. Mm. Or a sweet potato fry. Oh, uh, uh, back off. No. I love I'm... a sweet potato fry. My, one of my favorite meals, getting like a chicken salad and then having sweet potato fries on the side. Well, that is nice. Okay, fine. I'll like a wonderful that. balance. Um, my week, before things started to take a turn, I'll tell you something I did do this week. Okay. Jesse and I went for our green card interview. Oh, Lord. So, trekked to this building downtown um, of course it was downtown. Of course it was downtown. Now we arrived early, but I'll tell you what, parking was a nightmare. <laughs> Again, of course. Of course it was, it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So you, you go in and you have to like going to the airport or getting in a plane, you, you know, took off your belt and all those kind of things. <laughs> they scanned you. Um, 
and then we met with our lawyer person and just went through things and it was so weird because we'd had to prepare lots of you have all your documents to basically i was just trying to prove that jesse and i were in a legit relationship right, so okay. i could get a green card um <laughs> But you have, and so as well as all the things of like the marriage license right. and um, I don't know, some bills from the house. Yeah. It was also stuff like questions about each other, you know, which side of the bed do you oh, sleep God. on? And That's so strange. It's like th- those questions sound like sound fake rather than in a real relationship, which you're in. It's like, I don't know. I guess you do know what side of the bed you sleep on and stuff, but it just seems <laughs> well, some of the very que- prepared. Some of weird. the questions are like, who pays bills? I'm like, what, what, what does that question even mean? <laughs> we all pay bills. Wait, what? <laughs> and the whole thing made me really annoyed because it was like, we are having to prove our relationships. I'm like, fuck you. Why do we have to prove that? But then also I'm like, well, it's also fine because we're yeah. in a legit relationship. We yeah. have been for many years. So it it's also fine. And also, as we know from moving here from another country, you know, like the embassy and all that and visas and all that stuff. It's not the time to take a political stand. Exactly. <laughs> Just shut up and get on with it so you can get what you need. <laughs> but but Je- uh, the thing is, Jesse always lies about his age. <laughs> so I find it really hard to re- remember his actual, actual birthday. Well, we're not going to reveal it on here, are we? No. Who knows? I think he's, is he 29? <laughs> According to him, he is. Jesse, are you 29? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Jesse's still 29. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, so we did that. Um, at one point, we also had to show pictures of like us in foreign countries together, us with families. Um, when the person in the interview was looking at our pictures, they really liked Jesse's outfit on the wedding day. <laughs> oh, and, amazing. And also like the fact that we had a dog called Fabio who weighed five pounds. <laughs> so I think that really, that really clinched it. Oh, I also had a nightmare because I didn't realize it was going to take so long. And I hadn't put enough money in the parking meter. Did you get a ticket? I didn't get a ticket. Oof, lucky. Got just in time. <laughs> but I received something this week okay. in the mail. It's just a little official thing from the United States of America that says, Welcome to the United States of America. Oh. This is to notify you that your application permanent residence has been approved. It is Amazing. a great pleasure. We welcome you as a permanent resident to the United States. So there you go. Wow. So that all went Congrats. on this week. <laughs> so not only are we now trapped here, you're trapped here as an official resident. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'm trapped here as an uh, legal alien. Legal alien. Yeah, that's what I said. We've always said you're a legal alien. That's me. One thing I am struggling with is working out how to work out. Yes, that is that a ditto. That's an issue. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm going to do some like... Well, I was saying to you earlier, I didn't want to, I feel like working out at home makes me feel like a real like Midwest mom, like doing, working out in my living room. But I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. I tell you what we need. We need that Mr. Motivator VHS. Well, the one that Shanina was yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. That, that Calypso flavored VHS. <laughs> Although I was in Los Feliz this weekend and I saw people still doing Pilates classes. Well, I did my last, I did a class on Friday morning and then I was like, mm, I think this might be it. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing a lot of running, but I definitely need to like work out a home workout thing where I use like cans of beans as weights and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) I've also found that yes, working from home and doing things, but I also feel like there's a lot of pressure in this time to make, okay, here's the thing. Whenever all this, whatever happens with this situation, say it ends in, I don't know, say everything's back to normal in six months time. Okay. Just throwing that out there in six months time. I just fucking know there's going to be articles in like the New York Times where it's like, so-and-so used their quarantine to set up a business and is now a billionaire. Do you know right, what I mean? of course. And I'm just already really furious and feeling that fucking pressure. Well, what did I say to you earlier? I said that <laughs> if I was going to save money by not going anywhere, when I um, leave, I'm going to get Botox in my armpits to stop sweating. So basically, this whole this whole quarantine period <laughs> is helping you save up money to get your armpit Botox. That's exactly it. Just in time for summer. <laughs> just just in time for summer. Um, I also saw people sharing things online where it was like, um, during the plague, um, Shakespeare wrote Hamlet. And then another one said, during, I don't know if it's another plague, but during a plague, Jane Austen wrote Clueless. Which I really appreciate. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, mine will be, during the plague, Fraser watched every season of Real Housewives from the beginning again. That's going to be it. You're, I feel like you're already doing that. 
No, I was hand-picking my favourite episodes. I need to watch the whole thing. Got it, Really taking the the art right from the beginning. Got it. Well, that's where we are in in LA at the moment. Yeah, I I would say that, you know, I... My personal plan is to be vigilant, but also try not to panic and try not to stress out. And, you know, I think we just need to kind of just talk to each other and not go crazy. Exactly. <laughs> That's my plan. Um, And maybe, you know, maybe I'll become like a TikTok star. Oh, that's a fun plan. Yeah. Really in the demo for TikTok as well, which I think is great. <laughs> what, pushing 35? <laughs> yeah, just, just really hitting that good first time for, for TikTok. Well, do you remember when I feel like we were really, well, we, I was really going for it and I dragged you into like making Dub Smash a thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> I feel like I, I could just do that again with TikTok. But then I think about it and I get really tired. Oh God, yeah, the thought of it makes me feel exhausted. It does. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just go have a nap instead. Yeah, I'll just watch more episodes of Buffy instead of becoming a, yeah. my plan was to become a late in life Instagram fitness model, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> Wait, a late in life. Again, how old are you? A 35. <laughs> late in life, like fitness Instagram model sounds like someone in their 60s. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, speaking of actually, I've become really obsessed with Charo oh, yeah, on Instagram. She just throughout this whole thing, her videos are spectacular. So check that she out. She was very fun on do. Drag Race on Friday as oh, well. I need to catch up on that. Yeah. Speaking of, shout out to our friends at Afterthought Media. Um, do go listen to Drag Race Recap, their podcast. Yes. Um, shall we do some feedback? Yes. Okay, in very exciting news, mm-hmm. we have an email. So this person has found our email address through the website, that janky website that we set up for this podcast, and has sent us an email. So this is amazing. I love how someone sent us an email. It's just It just makes me so embarrassed when I think about how janky our website is that she had to look at this. But also, I want, like... <laughs> I want. I was going to say I want someone to send us a physical letter, but then they need to know your Welcome America studio address. And I don't yeah. feel comfortable with that. Absolutely not. So this is from Julie O'Donnell. Um, she's in Yorkshire. Hey, Julie. And this is someone. Who is this? This is someone we genuinely do not know. Yeah. Julie, hi. <laughs> yeah, one a handful of listeners who we don't have a personal <laughs> connection to. Hey, Julie. Um, so she emailed and said uh, the subject is correction and a welcome or not welcome. Oh, okay, um, Julie. <laughs> so she starts. Oh, don't 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 kick off. She starts with saying your podcast is the best. You're both a joy. Oh, like, thank you, Julie. Thanks, Julie. Two things she says. Right. The UK equivalent of a bachelorette bachelor party isn't a hen and stag party. It's a hen and stag do. She's right. She's got us there. She's completely correct. It's a do. Hen do. What are you going to do if you hen do? And also the the term do goes outside of do as a party. So my my mum uses do a lot. She's like, like, oh yeah, they had a do. Oh, it was a lovely do. It was a silver anniversary. Are they going to have a do? Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, You know, Graham and Linda's anniversary. They're going to have a nice do. It's quite the do. I mean, I can't believe the spread they laid on for that do. So do is like, yeah, an event. Yes. Um, And then she says, welcome or not welcome, canal boat holidays. (laughs) Canal boat holidays. Have you ever been on one? I've never been in a canal boat holiday, but I feel like, you know, my podcast nemesis, Michael. Yeah. That was me just pausing for the, the rainstorm as usual. We used to live, as you feel well know, near the canal yeah. in Hackney. And every time I saw a boat go by, I was like, oh, that sounds, that looks lovely. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, damp. Well, I, I would actually say welcome because where I grew up in Norfolk, we had the Norfolk Broads, which is not a canal. Um, it's a slightly different waterway, but my childhood was a lot of, there's a lot of like boating and different things. And actually just being in a little still British piece of water going through the countryside is very soothing, especially at a time like this. Oh yeah. Think it, about a nice canal boat holiday now, so peaceful and oh. like, it just quaint and lovely. It also, it also sounds like a really underwhelming BBC Two um series that would maybe be on at like 4 p.m yeah travelogue yeah travelogue canal boat britain yeah with who it's like a nice reassuring presenter <laughs> like gloria honeyford oh, i don't know if she can do a, a canal boat anymore but you know <laughs> she, she's got those sea legs um i was thinking i don't know why i just went to julia sawala but i mean i go to her for many things <laughs> julia sawala's canal boat Canal Boat Britain. Canal Boat Britain with Julius Wahler yeah. on BBC Two. <laughs> that sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks, Julie. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Julie in Yorkshire. Lovely to have you here. <laughs> um, okay, I had some feedback on Instagram. Do get in touch on Instagram. Leave us a comment. Give us some abuse. Whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Um, 
Jack in London said the latest podcast app that was the Girls Aloud special was amazing. And then he said, (laughs) can Michael be on more? (laughs) Look, personally, I'm not opposed to him being on more. We really got to check in with his true nemesis yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's the podcast nemesis. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, (laughs) but since we released that episode, the weather in LA really took a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's your theory on the weather at the moment. The weather in LA at the moment is just two weeks of solid pouring rain. Okay. (laughs) And I'm, I'm just saying it's a coincidence that we had podcast nemesis, Michael. He came on the show and the weather takes a turn. Well, to answer that question, I think he's definitely going to appear on the podcast again. I think he is as well. (laughs) Jack on Instagram also sent us this picture. I will, I'm going to have to show you it and we'll put it up on the, the gram as well. He said, for the Girls Live special, can't believe no one mentioned this. I'm going to show you the picture. What? So it's Girls Aloud standing in front of a giant poster that says, by girls, girls, as in B-U-Y. Yeah. And then by boys, boys, as in B-Y-E, boys. So this is obviously when they were up against <laughs> oh, One True Voice, I the boy band. Now. By the girls song and goodbye to the boys. Exactly. Okay, lovely. So Jack's basically saying they invented advertising. <laughs> um, okay, more feedback on the IG. Throwing it back to CLC, the birthday girl, she said on Instagram, I'd say a modern day equivalent to a market dress would be a boohoo dress. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Cheap. Yeah. Nasty. Threadbare. (laughs) Might cause you a rash. Yeah. Um, Dean UK 2020 says, I don't think you explained Tiki. Something about 1950s and torches? (laughs) I thought it was connected to Hawaii. (laughs) That's so true. We did not explain Tiki at all. Tiki is just for a whole other time. Yeah, it's... Oh God, how do we, I, I just can't even get into that right now, Dean. But he also followed up with something we can get into. He said, okay. great show. Something kind of ooh is Red Bull in a song. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually think it is more Red Bull than cocaine. Yeah. It leaves you with that Red Bull aftertaste. Yeah. And then he said, that song about summer is shite. US equivalent, <laughs> shit. And actually, it, weirdly enough, I was walking um, our friend's dog today and Long Hot Summer came on and I did, I have to admit... I listened to it and I did enjoy it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, Carter C. Kid has branded himself Core Listener Carter. Oh, okay. Now, I'm very pushy. Very bold. Very bold. I mean, that kind of behavior puts you in podcast nemesis territory, Carter. So just, you, you got to prove it, you know? Keep your feet away from me. I'm sorry. I just felt your little toe touch me. My little tootsies. Every time. So Carter C. Kid, we love we love hearing from you, but just you got to step up if you're going to be a core listener. Although don't just turn up at the door or something because that would be like terrifying. When I yeah. say step up, don't like you know know your boundaries, especially in this time of social distancing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a final one here. Um, from Matt Matt two or Matthew two two o four. This is an important one. Okay. Sarah Harding spotted on Celebrity The Chase tonight. Oh, that was three hours ago. Oh my God! Breaking news. So, okay. She is out and about. Don't know when they recorded that, but Matt too, Matthew, thank you. Yeah, let we us know how that. she did. Yeah, did she did, did she beat get the the chaser? Did she hang did on? She, was she the front of the chase? Was she did was she, she get chased? chased? <laughs> <laughs> what's that person what's the person called in the chase? I don't know. Oh, fuck, I it's can't it's like a game show in the UK and we can't quite remember how it works. I don't think I ever knew how it worked. In no. the same way that I always struggled with deal or no deal. <laughs> How do you struggle with that? They just open boxes. Well, that's the problem. The whole time <laughs> I was trying to work out on Deal or No Deal. Now, bearing in mind, I've been down to the Deal or No Deal set. I have produced Noel Edmonds in a Deal or No Deal comedy segment. Okay. <laughs> and I still, I just, I, the whole time I was like, but there's, there must be strategy to this. There's no strategy. I love, I love that the American version had, version had like Howie Mandel, sexy women with like briefcases, Meghan Markle, and like, <laughs> You know, like real glamour, and we just had Noel Edmonds opening no. boxes in a studio in Bristol. In Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just over on our Discord channel, don't understand it still, still don't get it. Uh, Nomi messaged us um, and just said, Great show about the Girls Aloud episode. Uh, I know Girls Aloud, but didn't know the history, <laughs> which, I, which is funny, the history. Um, he said, Is there a US equivalent of Britannia High? Now, this, I didn't, uh, when I first read this, I thought, What, what, what? And then I did a little research and Britannia High was this wonderful show, ITV, uh, kind of musical series about a, about a group of kids trying to become like famous, basically fame. Yeah. A TV show. But in 2008. By, produced by Arlene Phillips in 2008. 
and all the music done by Gary Barlow. Um, I think it was a huge flop. But what I did find was uh, a great episode where Kimberly and Nicola from Girls Aloud appeared on it. And there was an article saying that they boosted the viewing figures by one million by having them on there. Um, and actually, I, the US equivalent is actually Glee because I looked at the dates and uh, Britannia High 2008, Glee 2009. Who would have thought it? Wait Who- a minute. So it inspired Glee. <laughs> that must have that that must have been like in the works before Britannia High came out. But hey, I'm just saying we had Britannia High first, and then then came Glee. There we are. So we've got Britannia High to thank for Leah Michelle. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, thank you for the feedback. As ever, do get in touch on yeah. Instagram. Do follow us on Spotify. Send us an email. Send us an email. Like Julie. I'm like, thanks, Julie. Julie in Yorkshire. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, love. And we're back. And we're starting with a British topic, which Ben is doing. Ben, what do you got for me, babes? So, cast your minds back to 11.59. December 31st, 1999. Well, yes, I will. You know what I was wearing? <laughs> wearing my circuit board millennium shirt from Burton's menswear. Um, I was <laughs> at a, a dinner party, which seems strange for, I don't know, like a 14-year-old. 14-year-old, yeah. but honestly, that's my brand. I was trying to buy, I was drinking uh, like two stray like Archer's Aquas that we'd managed to steal from someone's house. And oh, then like... Lovely getting turned away from a pub in Norwich called the Artichoke, which I'll never forget them being like, us trying to get in them just being like, no, no we're, we're 15. We look like children. We're 15 and we're busy. It's New Year's Eve, <laughs> yeah, come like, on. Just get out, not the Artichoke. So, Screw at, you, Artichoke, by the way. As that clock struck midnight, a certain place opened. It was the Millennium Dome, which in later <gasps> years became the O2 Arena, which is my topic today. The O2 Arena. Lovely stuff. Okay, let's get into it. So... The O2 Arena, I'm on Wikipedia. I don't know if you've heard of that website. I no? r- very rarely use it for our research for oh, this okay, show. Okay. The O2 Arena is a multi-purpose <laughs> indoor arena it arena is. in the center <laughs> of the O2 entertainment complex on the Greenwich Peninsula. Oh, lovely. In southeast London. Basically, it's a giant dome in Greenwich yes. in London. <laughs> and lots of shit happens there. Lots of concerts and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But back in the day... Before it became the O2 Arena, it was the Millennium Dome. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Did you ever go to the Millennium Dome? No, I didn't. I mean, but, you know, like everyone, I went there during its, you know, pre, pre-opening, pre during its construction when everyone was... I just remember a lot of, like... That was a real joke in, like, the in 1999, wasn't it? That the Millennium Dome wasn't going to be built in time. Totally. It was real, like... Oh, God. Like a real late-night late night TV talk yeah, show joke. Yeah, it would have been like, oh, that's going to be a bit like, like the Millennium Dome. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, talk about budgets. Going over budget like the Millennium Dome. <laughs> um, wait, did you go visit it or something as, like, a, as no, like a I never, kid, no, a construction no, no. or anything? No, 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 no. I meant by watching it on TV. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah, that whole year was a real build-up, it was. wasn't it? And then, and then when it opened, wasn't it, like, it was, like, acrobats. Was it like a circus kind of because it's almost like a giant circus tent well it was it was essentially a giant indoor exhibition yeah and in the center of it there was a really shitty kind of Cirque du Soleil show <laughs> and at midnight um in December 1999 yeah um the queen was there begrudgingly yeah, like, was gonna... <laughs> doing that crossed hand things of like old acquaintance be forgot yes with Tony Blair yeah he was yes, there yes I remember this <laughs> and so it was built to be a modern day sort of world's fair or festival of Britain. Right. Like those big cultural <laughs> moments yes. that used to happen. So the Millennium Dome, now I will say, I was so excited about the Millennium Dome opening. It's very you. What do you mean it's very time. me? Just like, you know, like some, I don't know, some modern... Yeah, precisely, precisely. It's very you. Like spacey and like futuristic. Yeah, yeah. But essentially a shit tent. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Some scaffolding. <laughs> um, so it opened and the idea originally was that the whole year it was going to be open and people could go visit it. And inside um, there were different exhibits. It was, it was um, in three different sections. One section was called Who We Are. One section was called What We Do. And the other one was <laughs> Where We Live. Oh, I thought that it would be like where we're going, like the future. Oh, okay. That would have made more sense. Well, we've done some more brainstorming on that one. Within each of those, each of those exhibits, they had things like a body exhibit sponsored by boots. <laughs> or just teaching you how to moisturize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, just, it was just a giant boots. That'd be great. <laughs> 
Um, self-portrait exhibit sponsored by Marks and Spencers. <laughs> Lovely. No one really went. That was one of the issues. Right. They projected like a gazillion people were going to visit and maybe like a hundred people went. Right. That was the issue. <laughs> and in fact, I think I used to have a Millennium Dome VHS. Of course. Which was like the year before to get you excited, you could like call up a number and get the VHS. <laughs> What a, it's such a non-attraction when you think about it, though, isn't I know. it? I'm really drafty and cold. And <laughs> um, I actually went. Okay. So one of the exhibits was the McDonald's Our Town Story Project. And basically, people from different parts of the UK, like drama groups, were invited to come and perform a show about their town. Oh, God. I cannot remember a single thing about that show. I think I was the narrator. Okay. Oh, wait, I do remember one thing. <laughs> so basically, I go with my drama group down to the Millennium Dome. That's pretty London. exciting. So exciting. Yeah. And bearing in mind, like, the year 2000, I'm 15 years old. Yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. Um. So we go down, <laughs> and then we go and perform, like, a few shows one day. But I always remember, like, the sound being really bad. And their first performance, which maybe had, like, 20 people in the audience... <laughs> I went out and I was the narrator and I was like talking, but there was like no sound. So I just like stopped, just walked off stage. Wow. Yeah. Very, very Mariah of you. Well, you know, if I'm not, if it's not done properly, I'm just going to start again. (laughs) And I remember just the whole day being really pissed off because I just wanted to go walk around the Millennium Dome and they wouldn't really let us. (laughs) I love that it was sponsored by McDonald's. Were you like dressed in like a Ronald McDonald outfit while you were talking about Glasgow? I wasn't, although that would be appropriate. (laughs) I do remember though, like every meal we ate in that trip was a McDonald's. (laughs) And I was they just, like forced you to eat yeah. nothing but McDonald's. Yeah, they did. I was like, no, I don't want another one. <laughs> they had these Millennium Dome cartoon mascots, which I think were called Timekeepers or something. Right. Um, and then inside, I just remember the whole thing was just quite cold and drafty. And <laughs> okay. um, I just want to show you some pictures from the inside, which we'll put onto the Instagram. So we've got this one here that looks like someone in art class got really excited with Papier Mache. You know, papier mache. Just sort of built some like that's, big terrifying abstract people. That's paper mache. No, what? How do they say it? Here? It's, they just say paper mache. Oh, do they? They don't say papier mache like we used to as kids. Oh, oh papier mache. <laughs> there was this. There was this building inside which was just like a, I don't know, a kind of like inflatable. Actually, throwing it back to last week's episode, very girls allowed uh, sexy, sexy no, 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 no 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 yes just inflatable like spiky things there was this terrifying thing can you just describe this to me please this looks like a, a child hunched over in fear like yeah. a giant sculpture of a child hunched in fear yeah <laughs> i do think there was definitely like panic when they were building it and they just threw money at certain people to like create something yeah, something big we've yeah. got a lot of space to fill yeah <laughs> we've got too much space to fill <laughs> so the millennium dome basically was a giant big failure yeah. and um it was very political mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, review from your boy Ben over here. Wasn't that great? <laughs> um, so it closed, which it was always meant to. Right. And then for years, they were like, what the hell do we do with this giant dome in Greenwich? Yeah. Um, and apparently it cost a million pounds a month to just to keep it. Oh, God. Just, just to, to like, exist. Yeah. Just to like scrub down that canvas oh, ceiling. That makes me feel sick thinking about that. A million pounds a month. <laughs> However... <laughs> In 2007, which was quite a year for the world and us. Really was. <laughs> it became the O2 Arena, which is a giant music arena. Um, it basically is where you would go to see a giant, giant music show. Yes. If someone's on tour. If Taylor Swift's on tour, she's going to be at the O2. Yeah. She's doing seven nights at the O2. Yeah. If you got your tickets, capacity is about 20,000. Yeah. Um, and like we said, it's in Greenwich, right beside the water. Oh, in fact, do you remember when, the, when it was built? Do you remember they changed the opening titles to EastEnders? Oh, to include, yes, to you're right. the Millennium Dome. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> um, so in 2007, it became um, the O2 Arena, which I remember being very excited about. Yeah, me too. To it's exciting. Um, which band were the first to play at the O2 Arena? Ooh, um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think maybe a British band. No. No. Okay. Uh, you two. Similar. Who, oh, actually. Coldplay. Wait, 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 wait. Go back to you two. Who is the U.S. equivalent of you two? I don't know. Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. It was Bon Jovi. Yeah. Okay. So weirdly, they opened the O2 Arena. If I had to listen to one of those two bands, I would listen to Bon Jovi. If I had to Which pick bon one. Which Bon Jovi song? I like It's My Life. Doom, doom. It's my life. 
It's now or never. And I ain't gonna live forever. So they opened with that song. <laughs> of course. Um, so it then became um, uh, a music uh, arena. Hey, we should give a shout out to the Borough of Greenwich. What a strange place. Yeah, real strange Because place. London, for our US listeners, London, much like LA, is made up of kind of like little... Well, in LA, it's cities. Yeah. But in... Um, London is like boroughs. Yes, and one Greenwich of is, is Greenwich. Odd. Greenwich is a very weird one. Greenwich is where the dome is. Very, like, beautiful, historical, like the Greenwich Observatory and Greenwich College and the the Cutty Sark and all that crap. Oh, yeah. But then also where the Millennium Dome slash now O2 is, real grubby. And it was meant to be... It was Docklands. Bu- it was built there, yeah. It was redeveloped Docklands. And it was meant to be there because... So the UK, like, time zone, Greenwich Mean Time, GMT, isn't all, like based on where Greenwich yeah, is. Yeah, that's like the... So the, they were yeah. like, the millennium, time, let's build it in time at Greenwich. <laughs> like but the, the pr- part of Greenwich is that it's in is real grim alone. Still is. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Also, well, we're going to get to it getting there and back. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. Okay. I thought they were on a boat before. I, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> so it opened as the um, O2 Arena. And then ever since then, in, uh, since 2007, it's been like the big place... Uh, where you would go yeah. and watch a big music show. And it's actually become very successful. Yeah. It, because it's like a, an actual proper land, landmark. Now, I just want to imagine that we are going on a night out to the O2. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Now, first of all, we've already touched on it. How are we going to get there? Okay, well, like I said, I have traveled to the O2 via boat because mm-hmm. it does, because uh, it's on the on the Thames. You can get a boat there and get directly off at a dock. Which sounds, <laughs> it sounds really glamorous. And it's just, it's not as part of like the London transport system. Yeah, it's, yeah you can use your, you use your like travel card to get onto the boat. Yeah, um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, so you can do that or you can get a very stressful tube there on the Jubilee line. Mm. You can get a very packed and very stressful uh, yeah tube, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, you could get uh, 10,000 buses that take about 100 years. Is, um, or you could take a taxi and get stuck in loads and loads of traffic. Have you ever taken a taxi tour from the O2? No. Another have I. No, it's, it's impossible. Just, they've, they've basically designed it in such a way that it is genuinely impossible, which is fair enough. Yeah, you basically have to get like herded onto the underground a bit like a, you know, like a Japanese bullet train where they're like exactly. pushing people on with like a stick. It's like that. You just have to squeeze onto the Jubilee line. We've got to get there because Bon Jovi are playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, I can hear it's my life. I miss them. Okay. So however we've got to the, the O2, we're there. And you know what? We've decided to go a little bit early. Oh, okay. I it, know exactly what we can do. Oh, what are we going to do? Go to Nando's. Well, this is it because around the middle <laughs> section of the of the actual arena, on the outskirts, still within the dome, there's kind of like I, I'm sure back then it was called like Entertainment Boulevard. Yeah, and it's got it's like a fake indoor street, and I tell you what, some of the refreshment opportunities there yeah. are quite spectacular. You could do an all bar one. Oh, you yeah. could do a Benito's, a Byron Burger. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something called Coco. Never heard of it. There's a Frankie and Benny's Garfunkels. I mean, it's oh, all there for you. Don't mention Garfunkels. That's CLC's uh, Nemesis restaurant. Did you know that? Oh, sorry to bring that up near. So close to her birthday. <laughs> Las Iguanas. Oh, of course. There's one one called <laughs> Las Iguanas. Las Iguanas. Radizio Rico, which is a Latin cuisine. Never heard of that. <laughs> slug and lettuce. I mean, it's up, all slug. there. I've definitely, I've definitely gone for pre-concert drinks in a Slug and, slug and lettuce. lettuce or Bar One. Ooh. And I think sometimes one of the tricks is to go into when all the bars are too busy before a show. You just go into one of the restaurants and just order drinks. Well, actually, do you know what? We could get some snacks and get drinks. Go to Frankie and Benny's and you just get like a onion rings and then you get your drinks, <laughs> get a couple of cocktails. <laughs> where where do you think, if we were going now, where do you think we would go? Actually, we probably just wouldn't go, would we? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, but on this trip, we have gone. And let's just say we've decided to go to Frankie and Benny's because we're like, do you know what? We'll get, we'll have a snack. We'll, we'll have it. We'll have an olive, an olive and a glass of vino. Lovely. Oh, lovely. So we've done that. We've got there early. Fraser and Benny's. Fraser. <laughs> Perfect. Um, oh, there's a TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the picture I'm looking at could be from like, I don't know, 2009. Right. Anyhow, we've got there. Now, I want to go back and think about all the shows that we have both been to at the O2 Arena. Okay. Now, bearing in mind, we've just talked about how hard it is to get there and to get back. Yeah. It is an effort to go. Okay. So, hit me. Hit me with your first one. Who have you seen at the O2 Arena? So, I have seen Girls Aloud three times at the O2. Oh, wow. Um, I have seen Taylor Swift at the O2. Oh, wow. Just once, though. I've seen Taylor Swift 
uh, three or four times, but she's only done, she only did the O2 act for one of them. Um, I have seen the Spice Girls on their first reunion. I saw them at the O2, the 2007 yeah. show. Um, and I think that was my first time at the O2 was the Spice Girls show. I think so as well. And then, um, you and I have been together to see J-Lo when she did her Greatest Hits tour. We sure have. Um, and then one thing you haven't mentioned, I'm going to just play a little song for you, is that there is a um, a smaller venue um, within the O2, Ooh. which does like more intimate shows for like smaller artists. And I saw this artist in the, it's called the Indigo, the O2 Indigo. I saw this artist. Let's just do the build up. <laughs> this song okay so you've seen Cher Lloyd at the Indigo what's it called Indigo 2 or Indigo it's at the O2 it's O2 Indigo yes which is so hard to say because <laughs> I just want to say Indigo 2 Indigo at, do you know what I mean yeah well I, I saw Cher Lloyd at the Indigo O2 Indigo whatever it is um me and Shanina Wen of uh, Mr. Motivator VHS fame um we both had a lot to drink. Uh, Cher Lloyd had only released her what that one album. It was quite the show. And at one point, um, we bumped into an ex-member of um, S Club Juniors. And, Which one? Uh, oh, what's his name? He's the dancer. Oh yeah. His name Aaron. Not Calvin. Oh no, it wasn't Calvin. It okay. was. I think it was Maybe Aaron. Aaron. I feel yeah. like those those S Club Juniors kids have plagued us in London for a while. <laughs> Remember, we went to a couple of other club nights and they were just there. Yeah, he was DJing. It was he was the one that was DJing at that pop night we went to. Remember, oh. we were like, oh, were they, no, were... the other one was DJing, but Aaron was there like dancing in front of the DJ booth. Oh, yeah, they do plague us, the S Club Juniors. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, one great memory from us seeing J-Lo's world, uh, Greatest Hits World Tour is that she, at the time, this is pre, pre-Hustlers, <laughs> pre-Oscar buzz, um, and she hadn't quite sold out the O2. And do you remember there was those, those like kind of glittery curtains that had been drawn around the seats right at the top that yeah. weren't filled? They were like, don't let Jennifer see the empty seats. I feel like she, they bought those curtains with them. They're the, the J-Lo empty seat blocker curtains. Well, they were like a gold, we, gauzy curtain that just went around the top. Was it just was it, was it it just before she released... Um, on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, it was pre-on the floor. It was just before she kind of got, really got back into yeah. it. Of course, we were there. Oh, I mean, it was it was just... And do you remember it was like, there was, we, it was like floor standing. That we didn't it. even have seats. The whole venue. So normally with the O2, you've got like a giant floor area, mm. which some of it can be still seated. Like yeah. they might throw out a few folding chairs. <laughs> yeah. And it can be seated and they'll may, maybe have a standing area. But then you've got this giant circular like bit around the sides. Um but yeah, for her, it was just all standing. Yeah, we were just animals let loose into like a pen. And I remember being like, this is lovely. It's so spacious. <laughs> yeah, it was just, she was great though. Do you remember she was she, great. I just, yeah. What, what was your favorite part of that concert? Um, I think it's when she came out. I think she was, I think it was Get Right because she came out in that, for Jenny in the Block, she came out in that gold, like bedazzled tracksuit. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. But then they gave, they like threw her a cane and she did Get Right. Oh, nice. Yeah. My favorite part of that concert, she did like a real stripped down seated version with a guitar of If You Had My Love. Oh, yeah. And it was genuinely fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, She's, yeah. That was great. We've, we've always been JLo stands, though. That's the thing. Um, yeah. I, just to go back the one step, I think my first show I ever saw there was The Return of the Spice Girls in yeah. 2007. Now, I made a mistake. Me too. Now, in two th- okay, great. Now, in 2007. <laughs> I, you know, wasn't earning much money. Okay, we made the same we mistake. We made the same mistake. <laughs> now, with the J-Lo concert, it was basically only seats on the floor. Oh, just before she released on the floor. But it, the Spice Girls, it was like 19 sold out nights yeah. of shows. To capacity. To capacity. So I was like in like seating block QR 92. Me too. On the side. <laughs> and it was so far away. Yes. Well, yeah. obviously, the mistake I made is, as someone with a fear of heights, one thing about the O2 is it gets it actually gets quite steep when you get to the seats right yeah. at the top. They're, like, designed in a way that's quite vertical, which is good for getting a, a better view of what's happening. But genuinely, like, you sit in your seat and you do think, I could just fall down all the way down to the stage. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like a vertical drop down in front of the Spice Girls. It is just too big. Yeah, so I had, like, I had kind of vertigo. Yeah, and because it was too high, but also too big, like, I couldn't... I got that thing where you look across and it was so big that I couldn't... My mind couldn't, like, comprehend it. Yeah. So I, and, you know, I was a nervous Nelly in those days, so I kind of, you know, I was, ooh, I was a bit of a wreck during the Spice Girls show, but I'm, they got me through. I'm pretty sure that 
uh, in those in those sections they have like those like you put pop in 20p and you get some binoculars <laughs> yeah for pretty sure. sure like back like in the day the was that, exactly Ooh. just so you know as well um when i was googling o2 i did discover that o2 was the name of otan's second studio album <laughs> that's amazing so that did keep on popping well up. we also need to explain o2 is uh like a mobile network oh yeah it's kind of like <laughs> Viacom, like Verizon. Yeah, exactly. Imagine it's called the Verizon Arena. Yeah, there's definitely one of them. Oh yeah, there definitely is. <laughs> so, that is the O2 Arena. So it made me think, what is the US equivalent of the O2 Arena? Okay. Now, what concerts have you been to here in LA? I've only been to the Greek, You've which is the not. The Greek is like the Indigo. <laughs> the Indigo. The, the Greek is lovely. The Greek is beautiful. I saw Casey Musgraves at the Greek and it was basically one of the most magical nights of my life oh. me and michael i i smoked a weed pen and uh what are you and like spacey casey, spacey casey spacey use your casey. Weed, ke- weed pen yeah it was really good the, oh, yeah the, the greek is very manageable and it's literally like built into the side yeah. of a hill very calm it was the most like serene concert experience i've ever had maybe because I, I was stunned <laughs> i've seen um cindy lopper there oh which was lovely and i've also seen with podcast nemesis michael Christina Aguilera there. Oh yeah, gosh, her voice untamed by a a roof just <laughs> warbling out into Griffith Park. Yeah, but the wildlife was terrified that night. <laughs> so would you say would you say it's maybe more like the Hollywood Bowl because that's well then I was thinking about the Hollywood venue, Bowl. The Hollywood Bowl again, a big outdoor amazing space. I've seen like Dolly Parton there, it was yeah. amazing. Janet Jackson there, which is amazing, and it is much bigger. However, really, we live in LA, so we're really just going by Los Angeles. Yeah, I do think that. The US equivalent of, of Stop It. Okay, let's of say, the let's say, it is, is Madison Staples Square Center. Garden. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I thought Staples Center first, then I thought of Madison Square Staples Garden. Staples Center, because it is like, well, first of all, it was opened in 1999. <laughs> okay. So it feels a little bit millennium y. Okay. And it's a big circle. Yeah. Okay, fine. So I'll, I'll retract. Right. Madison Square Garden. It has that. it has um tw- a capacity of twenty thousand people, much like the O2. Yep. I don't know if there's a Frankie and Benny's. Oh, probably. I hope, I mean, I hope so. If not, there's definitely TGI Fridays. Yeah. Um, have you been to the Staples Center? No, I haven't. No. And much like the O2, I really don't want to go. No, me neither. I've been close. I went to the Taylor Swift exhibition at the Grammy Museum. Oh, which is right I threw beside up. it. Yeah, where I yeah. threw up in the bathroom there because I was hungover at the Taylor Swift exhibition. We've discussed this before. Oh, yeah, we have discussed this yeah. before. Um, so, yeah, I will say that the US equivalent of the O2 Arena is... Staples Center. You're welcome. Yeah, bye. And we are back. Okay, we've just done our UK topic. We're now going to do our US one. Fraser, what are we doing? Well, I was, you know, just to mention the current situation, I did see an article um, recently that said that Wendy Williams uh, is going to carry on taping her show, but not in front of an audience Mm. um, because of coronavirus. So it made me think, Wendy Williams... She's a strange person. And then I thought, do people in the UK know who Wendy Williams is? So I thought, let's talk about Wendy Williams. Let's do it. So I feel like people in the UK, especially maybe our listeners uh, or a lot of our listeners, probably know who she is because she has been done twice on Drag Race as a Snatch Game impersonation. Um, To medium to slightly more kind of success rates. Uh, Dita Ritz, she did Wendy Williams back in season four. Um, and then in All Stars, um, Naomi Smalls did a very successful, or in my eyes, a very successful Wendy Williams, where she Got it. Uh, recreated Wendy Williams fainting live on air, um, which was very funny. Um, so it made me think, let's kind of have a little think about Wendy Williams. So just an overview of Wendy Williams. She is a TV host, um, an ex-radio host, and then just a general kind of media personality. So she's most known for The Wendy Williams Show, which is a daytime talk gossip show. Yeah. And also that she used to really be known for apparently for being like kind of, she was almost like a Howard Stern, like shock jock when she used to be on the radio. And she was known for having like celebrity feuds with with people on the radio, which I love the idea of having a a feud on the radio. Um, She's pretty much like, does like everything. So she has her finger in a lot of pies. But what's what's your kind of, um, your familiarity with her TV show, with the Wendy Williams show? She is such a unique creature. Yeah. And I often on YouTube just watch like her, like it'd be Wendy Williams hot topics. Hot topics, and It'll be yeah. like 
Britney's kids speak out and yeah. it's just her talking and she's so unproduced and unfiltered. It's like, <laughs> it's like watching a rehearsal of a show. Yes, yes, completely. And I think that's what people like because yes. it's just like one of their loudmouth friends just talking. Yes, that's exactly her vibe. And she, um, she, so she always sits, she sits in this really big chair, which I heard she had the chair made bigger so that she looks smaller. Did you know that? Like the dimensions of it are done just so that she looks like dainty and cute on it. Whereas the, when she has a guest, their chair, they sit on like on the couch. So they look like the same size as her. But wait a minute, before she gets to that chair, the way it works is like (laughs) the opening music goes and it's like, how you doing? (laughs) And she comes out of doors. Yep. The audience cheer. And then it's like, Hi. Shall we do hot topics? So and then and then she does that waddle across the stage clug, to clug, her chair. Clug, clug, clug. So it's like, hi. Like it, where it's, it's like where the, the monologue should be. Exactly. <laughs> it's like they, they miss out a chunk of a show. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> um so I actually I kind of came to know stuff about her because a friend of mine was obsessed with a radio interview that she did with Whitney Houston yes. back in the day. And actually, it's something that we used to say to each other all the time, which I'm just going to play you just this clip. So it's it's a, a clip on YouTube. I recommend listening to the full interview because it is quite a roller coaster ride. But just this moment alone is something me and my friend Debbie say to each other. Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. <laughs> with, so, the, with the music in the background. <laughs> so me and my friend Debbie do that all the time. We just go, Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. And that basically is really the beginning of quite an insane so that's a 2003 an interview with Whitney Houston where uh, Whitney Houston goes from being very hostile to very friendly to Wendy Williams back to incredibly hostile yeah. during the interview and it's it's actually it, it gives me like a thrill when I listen to it it feels so dangerous it's, it's great so you're right it's so dangerous and the thing with Wendy is her thing is she will just go straight into it so say for example like um I, this would never happen, but say like Meghan Markle was in the show. She'd be like, hi, Meghan, you look great. So is the queen really pissed off? Yeah. Like she would <laughs> yeah. just go straight in. Yeah. She's not afraid to, to, yeah, to yeah. like absolutely just go for the jugular. Completely. With terrifying. Whitney, I'm sure she was probably like, are you on drugs? Yeah. No, she did. That's exactly yeah. what she said. It was intense. Um, and then, you know, there's been some like fun things that have happened on her show. I'm just going to play you. Oh, this is, so this is from the Wendy Williams show. So today, Wendy Williams addressed what she is calling Fartgate. (laughs) Viewers thought that on her show last Friday, Wendy passed wind on air. Edna just showed me this. Yeah, if you missed it, here it is again. Here it is again. (laughs) But you can't even do that locker room thing. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. What if he filed for sexual assault? Okay, now you have a seat. Okay, That's it. settle in. Okay, Woo! so today, Wendy's denying that she passed wind. She says <clears throat> if she had, she would have acknowledged it. I don't lean over like this to release a fart. I'm leaning over like this because it's comfortable. You know, if I sit like this all the time, you know, it's heavy on my spine. I don't have the back. I'm not trying to get the back. I like to release my hips and lean. I have never farted once on this show. As a matter of fact, I barely fart. You know why? Because gas gets released several different ways. And mine is belching because all I do is talk. Well, speaking of, there is an interview where she just burps. Right. Okay. And then well, she just moves go. past it straight away. <laughs> I love that. So, and I just really enjoy it in the background of her explaining that she just has the words fart gate written with an exclamation point behind her. But she's the perfect person to have something like that happen to because she she can then just, it gives her more fodder to talk about stuff on her show. Exactly. So she's kind of known for that, like being a shit talker and like she gets into like spats and feuds. She also has a lot of problematic moments as well. I don't really want to go into like all of them because they're a bit like grim Mm. and like dark. Um, So yeah, she just says a lot of, as someone who is very unfiltered, she says a lot of ignorant things that she has to kind of constantly apologize for. You know, there's like some health stuff with her and like some personal life stuff with her that kind of, it's just like not that fun to talk about so i don't really want to like go into all of it but yeah i think we all know that last year it all kind of came out her personal life her husband had um another partner yeah like another family another family and for for years she had it it got to a weird stage because the show was all about it talks about everything celebrity gossip everything was fair game so it kind of it kind of became quite uncomfortable to watch and a bit like not legit to watch because it's like actually right now Wendy you're the biggest story yeah, and you're not exactly. addressing it and she finally did address it and she left her husband yeah. and then talked about it 
Um, so yeah, I, you know, I just, I, I didn't want to, I don't want to go, and especially with the health stuff as well. The only thing about the health stuff I will say, which I mentioned right at the top is a truly iconic Wendy Williams moment is she fainted live on air, but she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty at the time. <laughs> and it was a really amazing In a Halloween faint, episode. Because it initially looks like that she's been like, sort of like, I don't know entranced by something yeah it's 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 yeah it was a wild moment but yeah naomi smalls did a very good rendition of it on uh, all stars on drag race um and then i think one of the things i just wanted to kind of mention is that she's one of those people that she's been she's done everything she's written books she's been in like movies she plays herself in tv shows you know she's got her finger in a lot of pies but there's one particular thing that i wanted to talk about which is in 2013 she was cast to play the role of Mama Morton in the Broadway production of Chicago. Oh. <laughs> he had a coming. He had a coming. <laughs> let's just let's have a little think about the fact that uh, she was Mama Morton in uh, Chicago. So I've got a little a little game for you because mm-hmm. there's been some insane people that have played uh, Mama Morton on Broadway and in the West End in London. So I've got a little game for you here. So um, I've got a list of a list of people here. So um, some of them have played Mama Morton, some some haven't. Uh, so you just tell me um, if you think that they have or they haven't. If they have, it's Chicago. If they haven't, it's Chicago. No, love it. Very slick, right? Okay. So uh, did Candy Barres from The Real Housewives of Atlanta play Mama Morton? Chicago. No. Chicago. She oh. did. Um, Sophia Vergara has she played Mama Morton? Chicago, no, but she should. Chicago, <gasps> she has. Whoa. Isn't that wild? Wow, I love Vigar. that. Okay. When was that? Who knows? Can't, can't bother to fact check. Okay. Um, Melanie Griffith. No, Chicago, no. Well, you're correct, but she played Roxy Hart. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> the the Renny Zellweger character. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Renny Zellweger character. Fair enough. Look, one's brunette, one's blonde. That's all I remember. <laughs> um... Uh, Gabby Roslin. Chicago. Chicago. Oh. She played Mama Morton at the West End. Oh. Um, Bonnie Langford. Chicago. Chicago, no. She played Roxy Hart. <laughs> so she was in the show, but again, she played Roxy Hart. She's, I don't want to say anything too shaming, but she's not the correct age to be playing Roxy Hart at any point. Um, and then finally... Uh, Kelly Osborne. Chicago. <laughs> we'll never forget that one. She and she played she played Mama Morton when she was like nineteen yes, or something. Exactly. Her and Bonnie should have definitely swapped. But uh, I just love the idea of Kelly Osborne doing And you're good to mama. Mama's, Mama's good, good to, to you. you. Uh, lots of corset work, I imagine, in the role of Mama Morton as the like busty corset work. Um so yeah, that just that really made me laugh because Chicago's such like a it, oh, such an exhausting <laughs> experience that was on the west end in the uk in london for about 27 years yes and did you know ashley simpson played roxy hart in the broadway and the west end version i think she's like one of the she's there's a handful of people that have done both and weirdly it's ashley simpson for her i do remember the ashley simpson posters (laughs) yeah those posters were very like you just got used to seeing a different person's face like shoved onto it's always like bent over in like fishnets isn't it denise van outen (laughs) i think alexandra burke's doing it at the moment of course of course she is (laughs) um so yeah that's that's uh, a little departure into chicago um there's actually also something else that wendy williams has done um that comes up a lot on the show in 2011 she was in uh, a season of dancing with the stars let me stop of course she was let me stop you right there because there's a really great interview with uh snooki from jersey shore on wendy on wendy williams show and wendy was saying to her so um you know i heard you might be doing dancing with the stars and snooki goes no i don't want to do that that's only for when your like career's on the down And then Wendy just gives this kind of look, this kind of like smile. And Snooki's like, no, you're on it, shit. That's really good. That's brilliant. So yeah, so yeah, 2011, she was on it. Um, she did terribly. She uh, got eliminated second <laughs> from the whole thing. Um, just, you know, I, obviously going into you Strictly and Dancing with the Stars is kind of a wild topic, which we probably should tackle as a full thing. But in her season, some really strange people... Um, I can't name all of them because I don't know who a lot of them are, like WWE wrestlers and uh, a radio personality. No, thank you. Uh, but Kendra Wilkinson from um, mm. the Girls Next Door, she took play. She came, she was eliminated sixth. Uh, Ralph Macchio from uh, Karate Kid. Wait, is this the same year as Wendy? Yeah, this is all the same season as Got Wendy. It. 
Um, and then the I don't know who the winner was. He's one, he's a, a Pit, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. That's football, right? American sport, football. That's sport ball. But second place, star of Veronica's Closet, Kirsty Alley. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I feel like the whole time Wendy would be prowling around Kirsty. Oh, absolutely. Trying to like get the goss. Trying to snuffle up some Scientology goss from exactly. Kirsty Alley. But yeah, what a weird. Oh, what a weird. And then I got really excited because it said Romeo, rapper and actor, and I was like. Romeo from the So Solid crew, no. but it's little. It was Lil Romeo. Oh, was he B two K? Unclear. Okay, but um, it just made me laugh thinking about Romeo the rapper. I was like, I was like, I know he did that song with Christina Milian, but I don't think that. It, do you remember? It's all gravy. Oh, baby, <laughs> remember what we used to say? What a weird song. Uh, future Fraser here. Um, like the slick podcasters we are, we forgot to transition properly. Um, the next thing we're talking about is the Wendy Williams show. Okay, when did the show start? And the show started in 2008. This is the thing with that show is that it's a real honky tonky show with like a really cheap set and everything's just, it's just her sitting down in that chair, like putting a, a, like a a mug of tea, a mug of tea, but she always puts like a sweet into her mouth as well. She (laughs) was like a little hard boiled sweet. She pops it into her mouth (laughs) and her just talking, but it has been going like, as you say, from 2008, it is, it's like never ending. Yes. truly strangely successful so i actually went in now it must be 2009 right 2008 2009 i was in new york podcast nemesis michael and i were visiting george in new york it was a very hot summer a long hot summer if you will and 99 degrees in the shade 99 degrees in the shade i said 95 degrees in the shade on the podcast i'm mortified oh okay well yeah, because with global warming, it would be 99, yeah, it would be 95. Mortified. Yeah, Okay, trying to reverse global warming there with uh, re- revising history. Appreciate that. So anyway, we went to a taping of okay. Wendy Williams in okay. her very early days. So it was like, it was fascinating because it was so hot. It was like boiling hot August in New York. And the, it taped, it's like nine in the morning or something. It's like getting, it's like getting to school. Right. And you have to get there and you're lined up. And I can't remember a friend of a friend worked in the show. Um, and we went to, and the thing that really got me was the, you would never really have this in a UK show. Maybe, no, not even now, but you go in at nine in the morning and there is a DJ blasting music. It's like you go into a house party. <laughs> right, okay. And the DJ is going crazy and there's music. Well, the audience is always like super hyped. Super it's like, hyped. They're like Ellen levels of hyped, aren't they? Well, they're they're like the they're co-hosts, aren't they? Yeah. They're referred to as like Wendy's co-hosts. Right. So we go in and it's just like inside. Like, and as I said, nine in the morning and it's just party <laughs> chaos. Do you feel drunk even though you haven't had a drink? A hundred percent. They invited people down to do a dance off. Oh, Lord. Okay. No. You know, I went down and did that dance <laughs> what was the, What was the song? Cannot remember. Oh, damn. I went down into the, like, like that Wendy stage and just like danced my ass off. And I remember some of the comments in the audience were like, I mean, he's a very good dancer for a white guy. Oh, there was lovely. A lot, there was a lot of that going on. Very nice. Um, I don't think I won the dance off because someone then came down and then could do like backflips across the stage. Okay, sure. You know, uh-huh. I know my limits. Yeah, and you're, you're not a you're not a, an acrobat. Not an acrobat. And many things, as yeah. you know, not an acrobat. Um, but yeah, the whole experience was just like it. It was like having a very very strong fun sugary alcoholic drink lovely i'm just like <laughs> um, and then i think, think afterwards actually we went to nearby there's a place in new york i think it's still there i think it's i think i saw it in chelsea the m&m store not the m&m store oh. the hershey's kisses experience in times square <laughs> no 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 um there is a place called like dallas state like no dallas wings and something right um it's really trashy we went there and it like the show finished like 10.30 and we had wings and giant margaritas. Uh, lovely. At like 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> that sounds great. After seeing Wendy in a very hot summer in New York. That sounds perfect. Yeah, it was ideal. So yeah, I was trying to have a think about the UK equivalent of Wendy Williams, okay. which is quite a tough one. Mm. Um, and I've come up with a very strange combination. I'm kind of nervous about this because <laughs> I know how your brain works and I feel like I know one individual that's being pulled into this mix. Oh, okay. Uh, I think you could be surprised. Oh, so I love how you're like, actually, no. Yeah, actually, you're going to be surprised. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, back um, off. <laughs> so I actually, I genuinely think that 
the UK equivalent of uh, Wendy Williams is actually all of the loose women. <gasps> that is so good. Because, you know, daytime talk show celebrity, but loose women are known for constantly having to, like, defend things that they've said on the show. They, they're very, like, unfiltered in the sense that they will talk about their own personal lives. Mm-hmm. They'll, like, say controversial things. They, they tackle, like, you know, up-to-date gossip and current stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I was, what did, who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say it's, um, Rochelle oh, mixed no. with someone else and someone else. No, 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 no. I, I, I was going to say, um, uh, Alison Hammond, but. <laughs> oh, she definitely has a bit of Alison Hammond yeah, to her. Just because Alison Hammond is, is predominantly, well, she started off on Big Brother, but she's mainly known for, she's a celebrity interviewer, but also she is like. Just a great booking for, like, if you need oh. someone who's just, like, a great, fun personality. I love Alison Hammond. I do, too. She, how how amazing a guest would she be? Oh, my God. She would be the dream come true. She I would love be her a so dream much. podcast. Also, I would feel so comfortable about having Alison Hammond over yeah. to the house. Well, so are we trying to are we trying to manifest Samantha Mumba and or Alison Hammond? Yeah. 2020. It, but there was someone else we were trying to manif- manifest. Wasn't it Nicola from Girls Alive? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so... Everyone out there, we want to get on... Look, I know the coronavirus is, like, <laughs> occupying our minds, but yep. also side project for everyone. Yep. If we could get Samantha Mumba, yep. Nicola Roberts, yep. and Alison Hammond yeah, for the podcast, yep. that would be great. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's... You know what? I'm going to stick with... I'm going to stick with just my original suggestion, which is the UK equivalent of Wendy Williams is all of the loose women. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, welcome back. As ever, we finish up every episode with a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where we mention very American or very British things, and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Absolutely. Fraser's done a lot of talking, so I'm just going to run with this. Yeah, I've I've done no prep. We're we're living in dark times, so Ben is going to go through his one. Okay. Welcome or not welcome, a zebra crossing. (laughs) Um, I would say welcome. I love the term zebra crossing. Zebra crossing to translate it for the US. No, that doesn't help anyone in the US. <laughs> zebra crossing, what is that? It's where we would just allow the zebras to cross the street. Um, <laughs> it's like an animal crossing, we if you We cross the street on zebras. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's it. Yeah, it's just weirdly, it's just a, a crosswalk here, isn't yeah, it? But a pedestrian like, crossing. A pedestrian crossing, but... Where the, and it, it's white, it's like striped white, so we would always call it a zebra crossing. Yes. <laughs> Which in- is that the official term for it though? That's what I don't know. Well, like when you do your your theory test, yeah. Like, do they call or are they called pedestrian crossing? I think it's called a pedestrian crossing. Right. Everyone would call it a zebra crossing. Yeah. So, like, if if you said it on your driving test, would you fail? Nah. I almost killed someone on my first driving test in the UK. On a zebra crossing? No. <laughs> Actually, no. It was. It was. No, it was on a roundabout. I um, I just didn't check, and the cyclist was coming, and the te- the instructor, the driver person, what would you call it? the examiner, had to put the emergency brake on. Oh, those, times. those, those dual, dual, dual controls, controls. Yep. <laughs> came into play. So welcome or not welcome, Zebra Crossing. Welcome. Welcome. Reminds me of home. Um, welcome or not welcome, the phrase inside baseball. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not welcome. I really don't like it. So it, it refer so inside baseballs. It's referring to when you're talking about like your own industry. So it would be like for you and me to talk about the TV industry, but be very like, insular and very specific in terms of like yeah. something that people don't understand but it comes from and people would be like oh you know i know it's very inside baseball but um what are the tx and rx dates yeah <laughs> they don't say that here and i might might as well tell you michael because I, I was about to call you michael because i'm furious at you right michael <laughs> fraser i know they don't say that <laughs> I know. here i've lived here for five no, years i know i'm just saying it's they, they don't say that here ben why are you telling me i know <laughs> no i was getting you to just agree with me about how strange it is Having to relearn okay. the TV Lego. The That's RX I mean. date is like when you record the show and the TX is when the show goes out. Yeah, the air date. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. shoot an air date. Yeah, weird. Um, so uh, wait, so in the phrase inside baseball. Um, the thing is, what does it actually mean though? Like, it, where does it come from? Well, well, it comes it, from sport, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, um, yeah, definitely. It must oh. be like knowing too much about baseball. And I really wish I could come up with an example for that. But all I know is to me, baseball is a more boring version of rounders that's played on like a huge scale. Mm, love rounders. Love rounders. Also love, um, throw down the bat drop the bat, drop the bat. <laughs> drop the bat. Don't run with the bat. But, did you... <laughs> but also be careful when you drop the bat. Yeah, don't, you don't throw it behind someone. you. No, you might, hit, you might hit someone. Throw with it down it. next to you, the ground. If you throw it behind you, you're waiting for the next person oh. waiting to bat's going to be standing there. If you catch the balls, everyone out. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. And I also love, speaking of baseball, I love League of Their Own. Great movie. And I want to be very specific. When I turn on that TV in the UK and it says on the, the EPG, the Electronic Program Guide, <laughs> talk about inside baseball, when it says a League of Their Own's on, yeah. I'm happy if it's the movie. I'm not happy if it's the TV show. Yeah, I do not want to see Jamie Redknapp talking about making some joke about football that I don't understand. Oh, not welcome. No, okay, not so welcome. Inside Baseball, not, not welcome. welcome. Okay. A League of Their Own, the movie, welcome. welcome. League of Their Own, the TV show, not, not welcome. welcome. We're, okay, we're getting through them now. <laughs> The phrase gaff. <laughs> what, like you made a gaff? No. You had a gaff? No. Come around to my gaff. Oh, right. I thought you meant like, because it also means like something going wrong, right? Like an on-air gaff would Ooh. be where you make a mistake. But you mean gaff like your, your house. house. Oh, I love that. Come over to my gaff. Come to my gaff. So wait, so gaff in the UK means like house, a colloquial term for house. Does gaff in the US mean anything? Does that mean mistake? I think so. I think an American would say like an on, no, would they? I don't know. Jesse, what does the phrase gaff mean to you? G A F F. Oh, oh, so, so yes, it does a mistake. Mean, okay. He does know. Okay. Right. Wait, welcome or not welcome? Oh, welcome. Okay. I like both. I like both versions. He had a gaff at McGaff. Oh, gaff at McGaff. Um. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've run out. I think I've done them all. Okay. Um. Yeah, I've done them all. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. That was our welcome, not welcome. That was our episode. So yeah, so we don't fully know what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks with the show. Yes. We're going to endeavor to do um, something. Something. <laughs> we don't know what that is, but as ever, things are a little things are a little bit up in the air. Yeah. So um, keep an ear out. We might do some specials. We might try to do something over Skype. Who knows? A bit this worried may- about us trying to get that technology together. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> I just picture us with like, two iPhones in different locations on loudspeaker yeah. somehow thinking they're being recorded. I don't know. But yeah, I just think we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out because we want to keep, keep trying to entertain the handful of people that listen to this and keep everyone happy. And ourselves. And ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Keep ourselves sane. I guess I just wanted to say that we love everyone and I hope everyone stays sane and healthy and happy. Agreed. Wash those hands. Yeah. Um, Watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wash those hands. Yeah. Stay sane. Do get in touch with us with any questions or things you want to say. We will address it on the next episode whenever that is. Yep. Send us an email. Yeah, it was Julie in Yorkshire. Just like Julie in Yorkshire. Send us an email. Yes. Love that. Don't remember our email address, but it's on the website if you can find that. Who knows? <laughs> Don't look at that website. It's so bad. I'm sorry. Okay. It's, um, our email address is your welcome America podcast at gmail.com. And you're you you're spelt with you, a, you and an R, yes. You and an R. Don't go to the website. It's so janky. I don't want people to see it. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I hope you liked it, Julie. Um, Okay, so yeah, wash those hands, stay safe. um, And yeah, we will see you soon on your Welcome America. Bye. You're welcome. You're so far up your mouth, I can get to smell your own shit. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.